Hello everyone, welcome to RLCC Radio, where you can grow in your faith together with others by listening to our daily devotionals, sermons, and other audio broadcasts. Feel free to share this tool with others. Also, join us every day as we explore God's truth together. Let's dive in. Purihin ang Panginoon sa gabing ito at tayo ay muling uh, pinagsama ng ating Panginoon para mag-aral ng Kanyang salita, para makinig sa sasabihin niya sa atin at ituturo niya sa atin. So tayo po ay maging uh, ready and open sa Panginoon. Uh, ihanda natin ang mga sarili natin. Let's pay attention to the Lord. Um, let's uh, listen well. Makinig po tayo sa Panginoon uh, sa Kanyang ituturo sa atin. Our topic uh, may seem to be parang uh, not relevant sa buhay natin kasi the church is the bride of Christ. But uh, believe me, you know, this is something important. Um, there's no other way na I can title it kasi yun talaga yung topic. Pero it's based on Psalm 45 verse 1 to 17. And uh, you would notice dun sa aking title picture na meron nakalagay na CF, which means, uh, you know, uh, refer or confer, Hebrews 1, 8 to 9. Kasi this is one of the Psalms, no, sa Book of Psalms, na pag binasa mo siya on its own, of course, it, it is parang uh, related to a wedding scenario, pero the words themselves seem like parang it's more than just an ordinary wedding. Kaya nga, through the you know, centuries, yung mga believers have been struggling with trying to understand kung ano ang implication itong psalm na to. Kasi it seems to be talking about a wedding, pero more than just a wedding, it is something else. Kaya in the book of Hebrews, doon natin matatagpuan yung sagot. Because the book of Hebrews actually quotes it, this exact psalm, although hindi lahat, but a portion of it, or a part of it, particularly verses 8 and 9, the first chapter. At uh, doon sa Hebrews chapter 1, pag may time kayong tingnan, nire-relate nung author o yung writer uh, kay Christ yung uh, binabanggit dito sa Psalm. So in other words, uh, the writer of the book of Hebrews, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, recognizes na ang tinutukoy talaga dito, Uh, especially in relation to the groom, is Jesus himself. And yung wedding is really between Jesus and the church. That's why later on in the history of Christianity, itong Psalm 45 has become a psalm that pictures for us yung mangyayari o yung relationship between Jesus and the church. Now, the Bible uses different metaphors to describe the relationship between Jesus and the church. And one of them is the metaphor of bride. You know, and thus the church is called the bride of Christ. And as the bride, the church is actually waiting for the official wedding ceremony that will happen when Jesus finally returns. So yung picture nito is that 
the church is the bride, and we are looking forward to sa pagdating ni Jesus. Uh, no one knows the day or the hour, but it's in the future. And pag dumating siya, finally, there will be the wedding feast of the Lamb. No? Kung saan the bride of Christ would finally be united uh, with the groom, no? Or the bridegroom, who is Jesus himself. And this is not surprising kasi yung picture ng kasal, uh, you know, even during the time of the first century, until now naman, is considered to be, di ba, one of the most significant events in one's life. And so, no wonder, yun yung metaphor na ginagamit in the Bible to describe yung relationship between Jesus and the church. And so, the, the question na gusto natin tingnan ngayong gabi is, uh, ano ang implication nito? If indeed, tayo po, bilang the bride of Christ, we are looking forward to the wedding ceremony no, that would happen in the future. Ano ang kinalaman nito sa ating buhay ngayon? And that's where the practicality of this psalm comes in. Okay? So let us uh, read the psalm. Tapos, as we uh, try to understand it, we are going to relate it to some New Testament passages para mas lalong maging malinaw ito. Okay, so Psalm 45, starting in verse 1, sabi, My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. So here's the, the writer, you know, uh, imagining uh, apparently a, a parang some kind of wedding and he's writing, uh, or rather he's uh, um, parang you know, using his, his tongue now as the pen. Okay? Tapos sabi nga ito sa verse 2, You are the most excellent of men, and your lips have been anointed with grace, since God has blessed you forever. And verse 3, Geared your sword upon your side, O mighty one. Clothe yourself with splendor and majesty. And then verse 4, In your majesty ride forth victoriously in behalf of truth, Humility and righteousness. Let your right hand display awesome deeds. And so you see, as we are reading it, you know, uh, makikita nyo na parang, at first parang, okay, it's about a wedding. It's could, it could be a royal wedding. But as we read it, it becomes more and more uh, parang broader in scope, no? Na hindi lang parang a royal wedding ito. Sabi sa verse 5, Let your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies. Let the nations fall beneath your feet. And then verse 6, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. Uh, a, scepter of, uh, a scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. All your robes are fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia, from palaces adorned with ivory. The music of the strings makes you glad. Now, transition to verse 9, uh, referring now to the bride. Daughters of kings are among your uh, honored women. No, uh, At your right hand is the royal bride in gold of Ophir. Listen, O daughter, consider and give ear. 
forget your people and your father's house. Uh, the king is enthralled by your beauty. Honor him, for he is your lord. The daughter of Tyre will come with a gift. Men of wealth will seek your favor. All glorious is the princess within her chamber. Her gown is interwoven with gold. As you can see, diba, as we are reading it, parang, oh, this is more than just parang an ordinary wedding. In verse 14, in, in embroidered garments, she is led to the king. Her virgin companions follow her and are brought to you. Verse 15, they are led in with joy and gladness. They enter the palace of the king. Verse 16, your sons will take the place of your fathers. You will make them princes throughout the land. And then finally in verse 17, I will perpetuate your memory through all generations. Therefore the nations will praise you forever and ever. So, will praise you forever and ever. So this is more than just parang an ordinary uh, wedding of uh, two people, not even of a king. Uh, it's going beyond that. That's why through the centuries, you know, na, na perplex yung mga interpreters. Sino to? Ano? Who is this referring to? Until, of course, the coming of Christ. Then it became clear that this is referring to Jesus, the groom, and the church or the people of God, who is the bride. And it's uh, picturing for us the wedding no, that will transpire uh, in the future. So this is parang the secondary meaning of the song. Not the obvious one, which is it's about a wedding, but something deeper than just it's uh, parang external na, ano, na meaning. So manalangin po tayo, and let's approach this psalm from that point of view, no? to understand yung uh, implication ito para sa atin. Otherwise, it will just be about, you know, an ordinary wedding. But uh, as we see, the way the Hebrews, the author of the Hebrews has approached it, no? Uh, he has applied it to Christ, and so shall we. Ganon din ang ating gagawin. We shall read this psalm from the point of view of Jesus and the church. And the church, of course, is tayo. Okay? So let's uh, pray. Dear Lord, uh, we ask you right now, Panginoon, by your grace, um, this is not an ordinary psalm. It is a psalm that goes beyond its uh, um, ordinary meaning. It, it goes beyond that, and it tells us something, Lord, about the church and our relationship with you, Lord Jesus, and how we are to live our lives right now in relation to you. Uh, bilang the bride, the bride of Christ. So speak to us, Panginoon, and help us to see yung relevance nito sa aming buhay ngayon by your grace, O God. Thank you, Lord. Maraming salamat po. Uh, in Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Alright, so this is the question na gusto natin i-apply itong psalm na to. What does it mean for the church to be the bride of Christ today? So, we are going to look at this psalm. Actually, meron lang two priorities na makikita natin dito. But uh, it's a very powerful message for us today. You know, it can really wake us up you know, and make us realize, Oops, teka muna. How are we living our lives right now bilang the body of Christ? If this is the case. So, tingnan natin yung, ano, <clears throat> yung, yung psalm. The psalm has two parts actually. 
And so from there, we can deduce these two points. First of all, you know, uh, I see in this psalm, yung idea na we must pay careful attention to Jesus. Okay? The first focus of the psalm is toward the groom. And like I said, yung groom is more than just the groom kasi the way he is described, uh, it would appear na, you know, yung kanyang ano, yung tinutukoy nung, nung poet na to, itong psalmist na to, is not just yung ordinary yung groom, but someone who is being prophesied, no? And gaya na sinabi ko in the book of Hebrews, as we shall see, uh, it is referring to Jesus. So here's the first thought. We must pay careful attention to Jesus. So basahin muna natin yung verses 1 to 9 dito sa psalm na to. Sabi niya, my heart is steered by a noble theme. As I recite my verses for the king, my tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. So whoever wrote this, no, he was inspired, you know, by the Holy Spirit. And feeling yan, he's about to write something really very important. And of course, kung ito ay, uh, ika nga, may kinalaman lang sa isang royal wedding, you know, a king uh, in Israel being married to her queen. Uh, of course, that could be noble, pero as you, uh, we are about to see, it's more than that. So, hindi alam nung writer that he is writing beyond or not just about something that was happening at that time. But he was in fact being used by God to prophesy, you know, about the Messiah. So verse 2, sabi niya, You are the most excellent of men, and your lips have been anointed with grace, since God has blessed you forever. So unang statement pa lang doon, you know. This cannot be just king, a king like King David. You know, this cannot be. This is more than that. Sabi, since God has blessed you forever. And as you would see, you know, a part of this psalm will be quoted in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1. And we will look at that in a moment. But for you to understand something, um, you know, that is true during the first century, in fact, the first few centuries, uh, a century before the coming of Christ and also afterwards, yung ugali ng mga rabbis that they would insinuate or they would quote a portion of, uh, you know, a passage with the intention of... Uh, Ikang causing the listener to think about the rest of the passage. Okay, so it's a it's a technique or a parang a way of teaching of the rabbis. Magkukotila ng portion, but actually they mean the entire thing, the surrounding context. No? So hindi nila kinakailangan i-quote yung lahat. So therefore, yung quotation sa Hebrews chapter 1, bagamat two verses lang, no? verses 8 and 9, is actually alluding to this entire psalm. So, we'll, we'll look into that. There's something, you are the most excellent of men and your lips have been anointed with grace since God has blessed you forever. So, dito din describe ng author, you know, yung groom, as someone who's able to speak, you know, with grace. In other words, yung kanyang words are, you know, bring healing and and help to those who hear it. Tapos sabi niya, geared your sword upon your side, O mighty one. 
clothe yourself with splendor and majesty. So this is not an ordinary person. This is someone who is, you know, anointed and someone who has power and majesty. And then sabi niya sa verse 4, In your majesty ride forth victoriously in behalf of truth, humility, and righteousness. Let your right hand display awesome deeds. So itong mga characteristics na to is not or cannot be about a, a human being. Uh, this is God himself, you know, being described. Okay? In your majesty, uh, ride forth victoriously in behalf of truth, humility, and righteousness. And that is, of course, referring to the Messiah, as we're about to see, you know, sa Hebrews chapter 1. Let your right hand display awesome deeds. And then in verse... Uh, Five, sabi ngayon, uh, let your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies. Let the nations fall beneath your feet. So here, you know, the, the psalmist is really focusing on the groom and he is describing the groom with words that cannot simply apply lang to an ordinary human being. And then sabi niya sa verse 6, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. So as we can see, you know, uh, the author is really being inspired by the Holy Spirit to write these words. Again, in verse 7, Sabi, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. Wow. As you read, as we read this, and as we meditate on it, parang we can imagine that the author is being inspired by God to talk about someone who is truly, truly glorious, truly magnificent, you know? And then sabi sa verse 8, All your robes are fragrant with myrrh and aloes and keisha, from palaces adorned with ivory, the music of the strings make you, makes you glad, you know? And then in verse 9, daughters of kings are among your honored women. At your right hand is the royal bride in gold of Ophir. So this is an amazing sight. This is a picture, you know, that uh, really amazes us. And what is interesting, Dito, is when we look at uh, the book of Hebrews, well, let's let's first read yung verse 17, uh, included yan sa, sa Psalms. Sabi sa verse 17, sabi ng poet, Again, inspired by the Holy Spirit, sabi niya, I will perpetuate your memory through all generations. Therefore, the nations will praise you forever and ever. Wow, diba? Uh, this could not be, not even King David, you know? This is someone else. And so through the centuries, you know, uh, interpreters have struggled with the meaning of these psalms. Yun ba talaga dito? So, when we go to Hebrews chapter 1, alright, sabi ng yan sa verse 8, na notice nyo to, about, but about the Son, that is Jesus, He says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever, and righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. See that? You know? The writer of the book of Hebrews is quoting directly from Psalm 45. Again, like I said, Pag ang New Testament writer or any rabbi would quote 
uh, a portion of the Old Testament. What he means by that is for the listener to reflect upon and to read the whole context of that quotation. Hindi lang yung quotation mismo na yun. So dito, tinutukoy sa verse uh, 8 ng Hebrews 1, but about the Son, and who is the Son? Jesus. But about Jesus, in other words, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever, and righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. Again, sabi niya sa verse 9, sabi ng author ng Hebrews, You have loved, you know, uh, the uh, righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. So that's really a direct quotation from Psalm 45. So in other words, yung, yung sumulat ng Hebrews, uh, as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit, no, guided by the Holy Spirit, he was the one who was able to understand that in Psalm 45 is not referring to an ordinary human being. It is referring to the Messiah, to Jesus himself. Okay? And so, makikita natin, alimbawa, in chapter 2 of uh, the book of Hebrews, so ito yung sabi ng author, We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. And then he adds, For if the message spoken by angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? This salvation which was first announced by the Lord was confirmed to us by those who heard Him. God also testified to it by signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will. Praise God. Praise God. So in other words, what this psalm is saying and looking at the New Testament, how the, the writer of the book of Hebrews connects it to Jesus. Therefore, nung binabasa natin itong Psalm uh, 45 na to, lalo na yung first uh, nine verses. Ang mensahe dito no, ng uh, Panginoon is uh, mag-focus tayo. Let's, you know, let's pay attention to this person, this Messiah, Jesus, no, who is prophesied in the Old Testament and, uh, you know, is revealed to us today, no, uh, through Jesus our Lord. Siya ang dapat bigyan natin ng careful attention right now. And so let us come to that practical implication, you know. Sabi ko sa inyo, as we begin to understand this psalm and see na it is actually referring to Jesus, and so therefore, it goes back to our life right now. Ano implication yan? We must pay careful attention to Jesus sa buhay natin. And especially in the church. Sometimes the church can just be so focused on other things like paano ba ito lalago at magiging more successful. Of course, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with those things except Minsan, nakakalimutan nila that the main thing dapat is for the church to really be Christ-centered. At ganun din yung mga mananampalataya. It's, it's really all about Jesus. We are the church. We are the people of God. We are the, 
Ika nga, the body of Christ. And we are the bride of Christ. So, ano ba dapat ang focus natin? Our focus must be Jesus and His will and His desire for us. No? Hindi yung anumang mga bagay sa buhay natin. One of the uh, saddest things na makikita natin ngayon is that uh, people sometimes would start off, uh, you know, sa kanilang Christian life, really focused on the Lord. Pero somewhere along the way, they just drift away. You know, they just forget. And uh, darating yung time na hindi na sila ganun ka-focused or interested upon Jesus and His will for their lives. So they begin to just drift away. In fact, even yung mga Christians within the church becomes so ano na, parang familiar with church activities na minsan si Jesus is no longer the center of it. It's more parang a social club. Uh, and it becomes more and more about, you know, yung mga power struggles, sino ba masusunod, sino ba yung boss, sino ba yung mas mataas ang posisyon, sino ba yung merong uh, authority to make decisions about money, you know, there's there could be a lot of politics in the church. And so, makikita mo parang it's no longer about Jesus. It's a, it's about the organization. It's about the institution. May mga churches that are just being run like a business. At uh, sometimes, in you know, in some churches, parang nagiging political na yung uh, pag ano nito, pag, uh, pag lilid, you know, yung mga Elders, parang they're just vying for positions, you know. Tapos nagiging parang power struggle na lang kung sino ba yung maunod, masusunod, uh, whether yung treasurer or yung chairman of the board. And a lot of churches are fighting, you know, with each other. And so nagkakaroon ng mga church splits. It's like Jesus is no longer there, no longer parang the, the most important of all. And... Uh, so if that is the case with uh, with churches, minsan naliligaw na landa, how much more yung mga Kristiyano mismo? There, there are Christians nowadays na who is no longer uh, interested to know kung ano ang will ni Lord sa buhay nila. They just want to do their stuff. They just want to do what they like to do without really uh, asking the Lord Jesus, Lord, uh, what would you want me to do with the life that you have entrusted to me? So, this is the first implication itong, ano na to, ng psalm na to. The psalmist is focusing on the groom. No, describe niya yung groom, of course, with words that uh, go beyond simply parang a, a human being or a king, not even a king. No, this is someone greater than that. He's focusing his uh, parang spotlight uh, on the Messiah, the coming Messiah, as we can see in Hebrews na yun yung pagkaintindi ng mga uh, writers in the early century, you know, that that psalm, itong Psalm 45, is really about Jesus. So the focus is Jesus Himself. So pay careful attention to Jesus. So let me ask you, sa, sa buhay mo, sa small group ninyo, sa ministry ninyo, sa church, is it really about Jesus or is it about kanya-kanya na lang? gusto ng bawat isa. Is it still about Jesus? Now, I know yung, yung title ng ating devotions tonight might seem to be parang irrelevant, no? Diba? 
the church as the bride of Christ. But think about it, you know, if, you, if you're a bride, sino dapat ang iniisip mo? The groom. Yun talaga ang dapat main focus mo because, you know, you're getting married. So you're not, you know, looking elsewhere. You're just focusing on the man that you are going to get married to. So, you know, right now, dapat natin examinin ang sarili natin. Are we forgetting the main focus of it all? Naliligaw ba tayo ng landas? Now, the second thing, of course, is related to that. Because yung second part ng psalm focuses on the bride herself. And so here I get the idea na we must prepare for our wedding day with Jesus. And let's read itong, uh, you know, verses 10 to 16. And also Ephesians 5, verse 22 to 33. Okay. And I hope that this would really help us to understand this psalm even more. So let's start with verse 10 to 16. Sabi sa verse 10, uh, Listen, O daughter, consider and give ear. Forget your people and your father's house. So here, the, the, the bride is parang being exhorted na wag siyang, you know, malungkot o parang madepress kasi iiwan niya na yung kanyang pamilya. In the same way na, you know, apply to, as we shall see, you know, as it is applied to the church, that, uh, you know, there are things that are being removed from us, yung, yung mga disordered attachments natin. And we are being prepared, you know, for the wedding feast of the Lamb. Sabi nga sa verse 11, The king is enthralled by your beauty. Honor him, for he is your Lord. Okay? So sinasabi ng psalm is to, to focus, no, uh, on the on the groom. Sabi nga verse 12, The daughter of Tyre will come with a gift. Men of wealth wealth will seek your favor. In other words, uh, you know, it's it's such a privilege to be married, no, uh, to this person that he describes uh, verses 1 to 9. And then verse 13, sabi, All glorious is the princess within their chamber. Her gown is interwoven with gold. So this is a beautiful bride, no? And then in verse 14, In embroidered garments, she is led to the king. Her virgin companions follow her and are brought to you. So parang imagine mo, no? The, the, the bride is beautiful and she is walking, you know, toward uh, her husband-to-be. And then verse 15, They are led in, in with joy and gladness. They enter the palace of the king. No? So parang may procession, you know, and the bride in, in her beauty, in, in her beautiful self, is being, uh, you know, accompanied toward uh, the palace of the king. And then sabi sa verse 16, Your sons will take place of your fathers. You will make them princes throughout the land. So wait a second, parang, you know, lumalawak na itong... Uh, idea na ito. So this, the the poet, the, the psalmist who wrote this, okay, is talking about something beyond, you know, just parang an ordinary wedding. And then finally, as uh, verse 17, sabi ng uh, author, I will perpetuate your memory through all generations. Therefore, the nations will praise you ever, forever and ever. 
All right. So, and like I said, so, pag, pag kinote yung ano, kahit na maliit na portion lang, it is actually referring to the whole picture, no? And so that's why I think it is legitimate for us to look at Ephesians 5, 22 to 33, kung saan usually binabasa natin to in the context of uh, weddings, no? Or marriage. But as you, as you will see, Paul is thinking about something else. Sabi niya sa verse 22 ng chapter 5, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. So here the picture again of the church being, being the bride, you know, the wife of Christ. Sabi niya, now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. And then sabi, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her uh, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a regent church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. So the early church writers saw the idea of you know, the church being the bride uh, or the wife in this case. And then sabi niya sa verse 28, In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it. Tapos balik na naman siya, Just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. And then he quotes this uh, text from the book of Genesis. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And then he says this, This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. And finally, he applies it once again. It's a husband and wife. Each of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So. In the midst of this discussion about marriage, you know, on a human level, see, Paul is being inspired by the thought that the Christ is the bride of Christ, and so therefore, yung relationship ng husband and wife, ang nag-i-inform o nagbibigay ng idea kung paano dapat mag-work out yung dynamics na yun, is the same way that you know, the, the church, the bride of Christ, is going to relate with... Um, her future husband, Jesus. No? So the idea here is to prepare for our wedding day with Jesus. So every day we are being sanctified, we are being cleansed, and so we are to submit ourselves to Christ as He is uh, washing us with the Word, as He is transforming us. So ang dapat na inaasikaso natin o binibigyan natin ng prioridad, no? ay kung ano yung nais ng Panginoon na mangyari sa buhay natin. Who we are becoming. Uh, not just yung mga aktividades natin, but the kind of people that uh, He wants us to be holy and radiant, no? Ready to meet uh, her husband. So these are the, the two priorities that I believe um, maaari natin makita dito sa Psalm 45. Not in a sense na parang uh, the surface meaning, but really the secondary meaning as the authors of the New Testament uh, 
have seen it, no? Now it's really referring to Jesus and the church. So we can see that we must pay careful attention to Jesus, who is the groom or the husband. And then secondly, we must prepare for our wedding day with Jesus, who is our husband. So we are the church. We are the body of Christ. And dapat iniintindi natin is the will of the Lord for our lives as His people. So in other words, as the bride of Christ, our priority must be Jesus. It's not about yung reputation natin, paano tayo sisikat as a church. It's about Jesus. Sa Tagalog, bilang mapapangasawa ni Kristo, ang dapat maging prioridad natin ay si Jesus. So today, this is our challenge. Or tonight, uh, bago tayo magpahinga, matulog. This is our challenge. Bilang bride of Christ, how are we doing in this area? Is our priority Jesus? Minsan yung mga ministries natin parang mas importante pa kaysa ano yung kalooban ni Jesus para sa atin. Minsan nag-aaway-aaway ang mga Kristiyano and they, they are forgetting na it is about Jesus. It's really the Lord Jesus Christ and His will for us that should be the priority. Hindi yung mga alitan natin, mga hindi natin pagkakaunawaan, yung mga tampuhan, yung mga minsan mga attitudes na makamundo na sometimes divides us from each other. Hindi ito. It's Jesus. It's Jesus who is the priority. This is what it means to be the bride of Christ today. Tayo po'y manalangin. Dear Lord, uh, bagamat uh, theological at first yung topic, uh, the church uh, as the bride of Christ, but now, Lord, as we reflect on it, and especially through the help of the New Testament authors, we now see na itong Psalm 45 is really giving us a picture of Jesus and, um, and of the church, the bride of Christ. So, Lord, tulungan nyo kami na ma-appreciate namin to. Na just like, Lord God, yung typical na wedding na nakikita namin, exciting din na maisip na one day magkakaroon ng wedding feast of the Lamb, kung saan the church will be united finally with her husband, who is Jesus himself. So, in the meantime, Lord, tulungan mo kami to really live out the implications of this. Maging Christ-centered nawa kami, focus palagi kay Jesus. Hindi sa sarili namin, hindi yung mga agenda namin. But may our lives and our churches be Christ-centered always. Salamat po, Panginoon. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you were encouraged and edified to continue following the Lord and growing in your faith together with others. If this content helped you, consider sharing it with others. Also, if you would like to support this ministry, please visit solo.to slash rlccphil. That's solo.to slash rlccphil. See you again.